0: For me, all of it is just sort of like, let's be thankful that we got everything that we got. And, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a yeah. lot. We got, yeah, and, for and, sure. And, you know, Doom in Doom, like, Doom was at it for a while, but there was a particularly intense period where he was mm-hmm. mega prolific. Like, there was, like, I think, like, it was, like, a four-year span yeah. where he made all of the stuff that he's remembered for and it was an enormous amount of stuff under multiple aliases and personalities and and just general vibes and uh yeah i mean like that's that's a sort of like eternal blessing you know to to receive and just to put out there into the into the universe so i'm glad that we uh glad that we got that i'm glad that we were like Right on top of it, as it was all happening, and I'm still like, yeah, I'm still befuddled that as a uh, you know 42 year old man, I go to like a nice restaurant and they're playing like MF Doom from 2003. Like, yeah, I, I just I don't know what to make like of not, it.
1: I could understand a special herbs or something like that, like some instrumental tracks, but like they'll be playing random stuff uh i've heard like uh uh questions played in restaurants before which is like wow i can't believe this is getting played during a dinner hour but great i love it uh let's let's dispense with the doom talk we can move sorry
0: our pod our podcasts are bleeding together here (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's a lot that Doom would would appreciate about what the, the topic that we'll be discussing today, which is a, a conspiracy just a whole bunch of right conspiracy on. theories. Uh but let's let's first introduce the dang thing here. Welcome to the F1 Files. This is our Formula One podcast <laughs> where we, I don't know why I just slipped into radio broadcast voice, it. but I did. Uh, so we, we're we're doing an F1 podcast. This is two best friends who have been loving this sport for our whole dang lives. And we are now catching up very publicly about it and bringing people uh, into our trash corner, into That's Johnny's right. trash corner. Who am I kidding? It's your trash corner. Uh, but let's let's fully introduce ourselves. I am a writer, improviser, actor, Corey P. Willis, and I am currently out on the west coast of and holding the it down States. on the east coast. This
0: is Jawalapor. I'm a creative consultant designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Uh, Corey, what do you want to touch on today? There's a few loose topics that we should catch up with uh in our space between the races that that the month of april is
1: yeah yeah let's so we're we've got we have a few things this will be i mean we're saying it's going to be a tight one a short one it's probably going to be long and rambling who are we you know uh what it's are gonna we gonna be air who are we trying to kid uh but it's gonna be today <laughs> uh, airtight it's gonna be, nothing gets a, yeah. out of this adrian newey is
0: going to go over the podcast <laughs> for brevity lightness and efficiency
1: and uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah hi just very discerning Perfect. scowl yeah uh so that's that's the first first thing that we're going to touch on today is the the red bull kind of reveal soft reveal of why red bull is so ridiculously fast in the straights and so nimble in the corners and just why the drs hooks up with the diffuser and why it just is seems like it's in a league of its own so we're going to talk about that uh a little bit uh and then we're also going to talk about mercedes kind of in a relative uh discussion because we've got james allison doing the debriefs of the race we have The return of James Allison as a potential big, major decision maker in Mercedes. So we're going to talk about that. And then we are going to slide oh so slyly, slickly, slyly, just slimy, uh, grossly, slimy on in. We're going to we're going to we're going to slimy on into Johnny's trash corner and just talk about what Mercedes might be doing, what they might not be doing. But that is that's what we're going to cover today. So we'll keep it tight, keep it slimy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so, what have you have you heard anything about this Red Bull discovery? This only Red Bull, in the most casual sense.
0: Can you uh, can you give me the one on one version of it?
1: Yeah. So the the whole thing with Red Bull is everyone's like they're. They're detuning their car, their whatever. It's not that they're detuning their engines. They do have a very powerful engine, but they don't have the most powerful engine unit in F1. Right now, I think that that is held by Ferrari. So Ferrari has like, is bomb. putting up the best numbers on straightaways, but it's because it's a bomb. <laughs> Charles Leclerc mentioning, oh, I just want to finish a race. Like That's his goal right now. He's like, I would just like to finish a race. It's heartbreaking to hear that is Charles Leclerc's goal. But the the idea is Red Bull doesn't have the most powerful engine, but they do have the most powerful aerodynamic package. And that aerodynamic package is aided by the suspension. And everyone's been saying like, yeah, Red Bull's just got something different with their suspension. Uh, Apparently, they have a suspension geometry that is hooked up and working in tandem with Adrian Newey's aerodynamic package, which uses aerodynamic anti diving and anti squatting. So the way that the suspension is set up is like when you go into any corner, when you go to a stop sign, when you make even like a gradual stop, you feel the car kind of lurch forward a little bit. So What Adrian Newey has figured out is setting the actual geometry, the placement of the suspension elements, to aid in the aerodynamic assistance of, like, basically creating like a cushion so that the car doesn't dive. Like the whole, the momentum of the vehicle doesn't lurch forward and get too over the front tires. Like it's like actively pushing against that physics, the physics of the car, which which would ultimately help. Give the car Uh, a more balanced grip on the racing service. Exactly. So you can go into these turns so much deeper because the car won't really like lurch before it has to pivot out of the corner. So it's pivoting much more on like a flat plane versus like, oh, the car is getting a little janky. Uh, It works really, really well on uneven surfaces and on really, really bumpy tracks. So that is... A strength of this part of the suspension. Now in the back of the car they have an anti squat geometry. So when you take off in the car you feel yourself get pinned back in the seats a little bit. And that's because the physics of you moving forward, being propelled by multiple explosions per second, there's a thing that happens where the car just kind of has to catch up with the engine that's trying to take off. So what Red Bull has done is basically the inverse of what they did with the anti uh, diving suspension in the back. So they've created this like perfect pocket so that the car sits at that perfectly slammed level. Yeah. Like everyone's commenting, like, "Wow, why is the Red Bull like seemingly like right on the like right on the ground?" But it doesn't seem to be degrading that plank enough where it's a violation. It's because of this anti squatting. Uh, suspension and aerodynamic uh, partnership that is preventing the car from going too low in the back. So all of the horsepower gets put down when it needs to be put down, when it's in a straight, and all of the tires and contact patches uh, on all four tires are set to be much gentler in the corners. So that's why the Red Bull is faster than every other car. It's because it is working in this extremely unique way that most other people who have designed suspensions and uh, aerodynamic packages you can't get these things to work in tandem you can't get an anti-squat and yeah. an anti-dive suspension package work it just doesn't it's not a it doesn't make sense to do that because it will limit the ability for the rear tires to get warmed up when they're trying to do burnouts and also will limit the ability for the front tires to actually grip when you hit the brakes, which we saw multiple times with Sergio Perez in Australia. The same spot. He kept going off at the beginning of those laps when those tires were not warmed up. Mm-hmm. You saw Max Verstappen get overtaken on the first lap. He was very gingerly. Do you see how early he br- he hit yeah. the brakes? And that's why Lewis was able to get in there and make that move. It's because their tires are not warmed up For these single lap or like quick lap, uh, a quick lap race. So like the sprint races, that's one of the reasons Red Bull's like, hey, why are we doing all these sprint races? What's going on? It's because they need more time for their tires to warm up so that they can be dominant over the course of a race. They're not setting their cars up for qualifying. That's why they're not necessarily qualifying on the front row every single time in a dominant way anymore. They're setting it up for the race and they're setting it up for like a slow tire warm up, And that's because of this suspension and arrow package, allegedly. But that's like what every other team is like, Oh my God, this is <laughs> how are they do it? We still don't know how to do it, but at least we like see so, what they're doing. I mean, this, it gives them some dominant
0: performance. And mm-hmm. I imagine that mm-hmm. a lot of this dynamic that you're describing is something that would almost make the car more predictable to drive and give both drivers yeah. a bit more confidence in it, allowing them to further exploit exactly. the outer reaches of of the limits and and perform much better. But also interesting that there are these downsides around like having to have your tires in that, you know, warm state, and it does make me wonder if there's potentially mm-hmm. a, a downside to see exploited by by their competitors around you know unexpected shifts or changes in tire strategy or or things around that and even thinking of things like you know safety car sessions and and whatnot coming in and, and getting them to that point where like okay they're a little bit out of their rhythm now, now is the time to strike
1: against the Red Bulls. Now is the time to strike- yeah, so there, yeah, exactly that's that is something that there is now a weakness that can be exploited. that said, you can only hopefully exploit those weaknesses if you're right there on the grid yeah. with them when they are starting the race, right, like so you have to be able to. Or, like, out-qualify Red Bull. You have to figure that out. Uh, it's, it's not a, like, magic bullet, but it is certainly a way for other teams to at least, like you said, exploit a weakness. Uh, now, can they maybe exploit that weakness and also start to use this or start to, like, figure out how this works? Uh, I, I love this because it is, like, an engine. This is the thing that I love about F1 so much is you put the best brains in the world into a competitive situation and give them the same exact problem to solve and give them different tools to solve it and see the way that they solve it. And like, I love that there is now maybe a way to solve this problem. And we're going to watch all these other teams who have the best brains in the business to, to be fair, they're, direct competitors with red bull with adrian newey and uh dan fallows and all these people from the newey school of design like they absolutely are going to start to use their know-how and use what they have available to them in order to make these cars so successful and it kind of seems like aston martin sort of figured it out with the like anti-diving component of this like they they i don't know if they figured out the anti-squat thing because they're not as quick in a straight line as you would think that they would be if they have this mercedes motor in in their car like it's like well they have a mercedes motor and transmission and they have like a nice tight front end aerodynamic package they should be able to figure out like demolishing everyone and being competitive with the red bulls but they haven't because I don't think that they figured out this anti-squat component of the suspension. So I think other teams are starting to figure it out, but they're oh not God. there yet. And I, I love, I kind of love that we didn't get the Chinese Grand Prix because now we have an extra like yeah. week or two to see these other teams go like, oh my God, let's figure this out. Yeah. We're allowed to work. Like there's no work stoppage yeah. right now in F1. These teams are constantly retooling and right now they're like oh we have this is like a bonus for them maybe not in regards of like time spent with their families and downtime but it's time where they can go like oh we didn't we didn't even know we were we were gonna have this extra week to get a ton of work done at a critical time in the season so i love it i love what this is potentially leading to and I also love that Red Bull is going to have to now like sh- potentially show their real raw pace because if they haven't and other teams catch up we are going to have they're going to have to dominate the like next like 5 or 6 races Corey, to, in order to get ahead of their to what uh, cost cap.
0: Do you think Red Bull's magic recipe is something that could be reverse
1: engineered? by the competition? I don't think that it can be reverse engineered. I don't think... I think there needs to be an alternate path it's more of development just a point of inspiration so that they arrive for at the them same... to
0: see, okay, there's a, a different mindset or a different approach yeah. that you can take to eking out some extra performance. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like watching... I mean, it's not the same because it's not the same. Uh, but, like, if someone puts, like... uh, an equation on on a a board like you can watch different people try to solve that equation with their like different skill sets and different strengths right like you can watch people approach it from different uh paths there is really only one answer but the way that everyone gets there is going to be different and just the person who's the best at it and most efficient is going to get there quickest and i think that that's what red bull has done and I think the other teams are like oh we see what you did we see what you did we literally don't know how you did it we're gonna try our way and maybe all these other teams will hit complete dead ends in their development paths and be like well Mm -hmm. this wasn't the way like we retooled our front suspension and now we have no way of like maintaining our rear tire temperatures because they're just roasting them out of every turn so it's it's going to be a fascinating few races coming up here. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think anybody else is going to figure this out within before the summer break. I don't think anyone's going to figure out exactly how to do this. I think they'll figure out other things, which hmm. Mercedes baby. Let's talk about Mercedes. This is, this is where we're at. Um, what do you how do you feel about where mercedes is right now johnny do you still feel as like confident as you did last week i think i'm taking an incredibly measured
0: approach uh just i'm i'm so terrified mm-hmm. of exposing my emotions to mercedes and and how they're <laughs> going to uh you know uh carry through the rest of the season i mean I wanna be super yeah. enthusiastic, and there's you know and i I go in two different directions. I go in a direction that's like okay, they caught they caught a couple good breaks, but maybe you know maybe that's it, and this was the the peak of the season yeah. for them, um uh, not unlike
1: maybe this was per yeah, scale.
0: or you know even during um you know the the qualifying session where we saw uh Lewis briefly put in like a, a purple uh a purple lap or whatnot and it was just like that's it mm. it's all downhill from here. Um yeah, yeah. That's one I mean that's that's one yeah. that's one side for me. I'll get into the other side in a in a moment. But I mean how are you how are how are you <laughs> feeling about uh about Mercedes a, a week
1: out? Uh i feel a little bit better about what they are like they're not freaking out they're not they're still just kind of keeping the same tone of like oh we're seeing progress we're seeing results in the wind tunnel that are reflective of what we're seeing uh in in the in this in the computational fluid dynamics, the CFD programs that we're running, and then we're also maybe seeing a correlation of that data on track now. What does scare me and what did scare me is just before last weekend, they were like, hmm, there's a problem because what the simulation is showing us is not what's happening on track. So we can't rely on the simulations and we can't rely on CFD and we can't rely on, uh, on these wind tunnel results, which is like, Hey, that that's scary. That's a scary place to go into a grand prix weekend, let alone the third grand prix week, uh, the third grand prix race of the year. Like that's not a good place to, to be. So I do have some, I'm cautiously optimistic that they have sorted out a whole bunch of their problems. I do feel that with James Allison being there during this debrief and not just the debrief from the race, but also the fact that he talked about updates and upgrades that they do have planned that are coming. And like everyone's saying like, Hey, take it, take it easy. We are going to be competitive. The idea is to be a to be chall- challenging Red Bull for race wins on a regular basis, not just to be better than Aston Martin. Uh, I do feel better about George Russell coming out and saying, "Like, well, I should reassess the whole notion of Red Bull winning every single race this season." That may I may have to walk back those statements. Uh, and I was like. i I mean i i like all that Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, feels good mm -hmm. but like you said yeah lewis looked great in like two sectors of that lap and then nothing else so I, i am worried that these are little blips and not actual steps uh towards towards success you know um but james allison is a he's so gentle he's so good uh he's this is again their their guy who was running the Ineos the sailing yep. for the America's Cup he he had technically left uh Mercedes F1 and went with Ineos so the fact that he was rehired at the beginning of last year or this yeah. year rather they, like, they that was like a big the, thing they flashed the like, bat like, signal into the sky and... to him yeah yeah and it kind of sucks cuz that Means that Mike Elliott has been taken away from uh, that kind of point position, but also media training wise, nothing against Mike Elliott, but I'd rather hear James sure. Allison describe yeah. something than Mike Elliott. It's just, he's just better at it. uh Oh, sidebar. James Vowles doing like a race debrief as the team principal at Williams is so through, like, keeps throwing me for a loop. It shows up in my social media feed and I'm like, Why is this guy in a... Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, he he... runs that team now. Uh, But I like James Allison's tone. I like his temperament. And he said very clearly, he's like, we've got some updates coming. We're not necessarily going to see them at Baku. That's not... We're not... It's a street circuit. It's a sprint race. It doesn't make sense to bring major upgrades there. But they are looking at retooling their suspension to make Lewis feel more connected with the car. And that might also be them bluffing, going like, we already figured that out. We're actually going to be doing this anti-dive, anti-squat thing. We're going to be bringing suspension upgrades that are going to be much more effective than we're letting on. Uh, I I think that that is what they're bringing to, uh, to Baku and then also to Imola. That's like the next one where they're like, we're bringing the big suspension update to Imola. Uh, And then, apparently, they're bringing the major updates to Spain. So Barcelona will see this reimagined side pod. We'll see a new maybe front wing or rear wing or maybe beam wing in the back there. Or maybe we'll see that gorgeous flowery diffuser Mm -hmm. that you see on the Red Bull. We'll see something like that on uh, on the Mercedes. But it's a planned... Rollout. They've scaled it up. They've definitely moved it up quite a bit. But they're saying, "Hey, we have some solutions that now are making sense." And it's it's almost as if they weren't trusting Lewis's feedback. And I, I don't I don't understand. That's like the tone of a lot of people's yeah. comments. There is they're like, "Oh yeah, Lewis is like a, such a solid guy. Like we, you know, yeah, we we were wrong. We should have listened to him." And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you listen to him? Not to say that George shouldn't have input, but, like, listen to the guy who's won seven, eight championships in that car. Like, let's let's listen to the guy who knows how to make a perfect race car. How about that? Uh, and, again, not to say anything bad about George or anybody else who wasn't listening to Lewis or didn't go with his wishes, but it's like... Uh, we. You kind of earned the position that you're in right now, Mercedes, if you didn't listen to the guy who clearly knows <laughs> what he's talking about. You didn't yeah, listen to that. When feedback. I
0: hear a lot of that, I don't know.
1: I'm I'm never sure
0: where where that line falls between um Lewis's mm. feedback and input and Lewis's sort of like wishes versus, you know, the the engineers of this of this spacecraft, right? And how much, you know, I mean, I would imagine that there's a lot about Lewis's own feedback and his feel of every single thing and every single change that's happening That is, it's critical that the team respond to it, but also that there's a degree to which they also have to do a little bit of, like, interpreting of their own in terms of, like, making sure that they're understanding what it is that they are doing that's generating whatever feel or sensation that's generating the feedback from Lewis and it's a complicated kind yeah. of thing and it's you know to me I feel like we're so far away from the simplicity of a car design where like niki lauda could like you know hop out and be like man you know turn this one bolt 15 more degrees and that'll change, you know, yep. my corner entry a little bit and whatnot. Um to, you know, it's it's like trying to get yeah. astronauts to build their own space station. And there's, you know, there's there's some sort of like, I don't know, almost like client and vendor dynamic that has to be at play there. Yeah. And I and I do suspect that some of the a lot of the mentioning, and it seems like it's a common thread that we're even hearing from Toto and others of like, yes, and we have to listen. We have to do a better job of listening to Lewis. I I do wonder if some of that is also like, we have to do a better job for the guy whose contract is up at the end of this season.
1: Yeah, we know, yeah. I mean, that's that was, there's also some like more stuff that has been picked up in the media which uh people are like so what's your plan b if like you can't like to toto someone someone was like because toto had said a few weeks ago i think where he was like yeah if we can't produce a race winning car he's a world champion he deserves a race winning car i wouldn't be mad if he went and looked somewhere else and then they were like "Eh, by the way toto what happens to you guys if he leaves uh and that's definitely uh like a thing that he's like, well uh actually um now that you mention that, we don't have any idea what happens if if he leaves he could he could leave wait he could leave it's like yeah dude you, you said that <laughs> you said he could and he should <laughs> uh yeah it was, uh it's a weird. Some, some weird I take media it from, stuff. From Toto, uh, I from take Toto it Gulp. as like a
0: sort of like burning the boats, sort of like there is, you know, there is no plan B, you
1: know. Yeah, this is it. We're here. We're in it. Which, I mean, that kind of is how they got themselves to this point of having a car that wasn't necessarily in great race winning shape yeah. to start the season. Uh, I mean, oh, I heard something about signs also being investigated for penalty points. Maybe being put on his license after the race. Uh, I, I don't know if it went through, but like, I think because Ferrari was protesting it, they were like, "Yeah, we'll go back in and look at it again." And they're like, "Well, actually, <laughs> uh, it was worse than we initially thought it was. So it's not just, um." Like, it's not just, like, you you got a time penalty in the race. We're going to, like, add some, like, penalty points to your license. Like, that kind of thing. Uh, Not, like, grid penalty. So, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that went through. But that is, that's the danger of a team going, hey, you screwed us over. Why don't you take a look at that? And they're like, well, actually saw that you were, you were doing some, like, real, real shady stuff. uh right when you said we screwed you over. So I now think. that's being looked into. I mean, we'll continue to look into our own, you know, <laughs> malpractice, but also you just ratted on yourself. We were we were never going to go back and look at that footage. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of going back and looking at old footage, oh, this is something that we oh. didn't. Yeah, oh. Johnny.
0: Yeah. All right. So oh
1: crashgate yeah. let's talk about it let's we'll talk do, about uh, it.
0: we'll we'll do a F1 files cold case episode on crashgate uh mm-hmm. at, at some point yeah um so this was Bernie that brought this up this is like Bernie mm-hmm. this is yeah this classic. this is this, this is, is a guy who's Bernie. been Uh, I wouldn't quite say ousted from the sport, but I I think most people around the sport are happy, very happy to have him no longer directly a part of it. And as, you know...
1: Yeah, it was like a soft coup to get him out, just to be like, this guy is so bad for the sport. He's so So bad. So he basically Um, just kind of
0: threw a grenade at the sport in the way that, like, you would call up like an ex who had who had ditched you, and you still hadn't gotten over it, and like you would call them up and be like, "By the way, I had an STD that I gave you." Blah, <laughs> goodbye.
1: And yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, exactly. And and so <sighs> what, what what
0: was it that that Bernie? What was the grenade that he
1: threw? So he came in and said there was uh so there was a a crash that happened where nelson pk jr was god i love Mm -hmm. that it's also involving it just it stirs up the worst people so back in 2008 uh lewis won a world championship because he finished ahead of felipe massa In a Grand Prix in Brazil, I believe it was Felipe's home home Grand Prix. Prix. Thought he won the world championship. Very, very close.
0: Uh, Felipe was on track to win it. Rain came in unexpectedly. Timo Glock was the only guy not to not to switch to the appropriate tire, which allowed Lewis to get around him, which gave Lewis just the points he needed to just barely get ahead of Massa on the last lap of the race. There's amazing footage of yeah, Felipe Massa's yeah. father and brothers in the Ferrari garage celebrating. And a Ferrari mechanic runs over and tells him, like, no, no, we did not just win the championship. Because Lewis you just like watch their yeah. faces uh, reanimate in the opposite direction in the most insane way.
1: Like, Felipe celebrates as he crosses yeah. the line. Like, you see him doing, like, the fist pumps in the car. Because he at that time for about 12 seconds i think it was maybe a little less than that he was yeah. the world champion and yep. he had won the world championship at his home grand prix in brazil the checkered so flag it was like it was a beautiful moment flown. and yeah like it it's it was a it, it was a heartbreaking situation and as a hamilton fan it was like a like wow he drove his butt off but I feel so bad for Felipe. I mean, Massa. just that, that so, footage of the reason they were
0: Felipe Massa's uh, father and brothers is actually was on that year's edition of Faces of Death. It was that. It was just that brutal. Yeah, it's that brutal. Their, it's to see brutal, their, to see brutal, their yeah. emotional roller coaster. To Watch plummet. their. Um, yeah. Sorry,
1: so that's yeah, their souls. That's murdered. the way the season uh, ends. So that's that's a few
0: the... races before. Yeah, at Singapore.
1: Yes, Nelson P.K. Jr. was instructed to crash his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was instructed to crash his car at the tail end of the race, which would bring out the flags. Uh, and that would allow, Who's, I think it was, was Alonso, Alonso yeah. to win. Yeah, so there was this dynamic where they were trying to have Fernando Alonso win the race. And they, his, oh God, he ends up, so he ends up winning that race. So it's it's the Singapore Grand Prix. It ends up going completely to plan, and no one is the wiser. But then people go back, and they're like, wait, why did Nelson Piquet, he had, like, fresh tires on. Why did he just crash? Like, it was a crash that did not make any sense, but it was a street circuit. It was the tail end of the Grand Prix. It made, like, people were like, okay, yeah, maybe he just got a little, like, scrambled and got turned around. Because the crash itself wasn't that serious, but it was serious enough to bring out the yellow flags to change the direction of the race. So, it's discovered after that, that instruction was given to Nelson Piquet Jr. This is not allowed. This is cheating. This is a full-on cheating scandal. So... I mean, Charlie Whiting finds out about this, uh, and Charlie Whiting is the the race director at at the time, and he hears about this because Nelson PK Junior. come or Nelson PK Senior comes into like the tent that he's in, and just starts like railing against like, oh, they told my boy to crash, they told my boy to crash the, ra-, and like, <laughs> and Charlie Whiting's like, you you said that in front of me, I have to go say this. To my mm-hmm. boss. Like, I'm the race yep. director. You just told me that the the outcome of this Grand Prix is illegal. It should be nullified. Like, the race is done. That's it. It's over. Like, so don't stop saying this out loud unless you have, like, actual facts. So he goes and tells Max Mosley, apparently. Max Mosley doesn't tell anybody. Does not change the rules of anything. Conspires with Bernie to be like, this never happened. This would be a disgrace. This would make F1 look so bad The race stands as it is. So now Bernie comes out years, decades, like over a decade later and goes, oh, hey, by the way, that race never should have counted and Felipe Massa should have been crowned world champion uh, in 2008, just as a heads up. All of that is true. All of that is absolutely true. The problem here is legally, the statute of limitations has not expired on this. So Felipe Massa... Rightfully, I can't even fault him for this. Truly, I can't be like, "Hey, massa, chill." Massa is like, no,
0: probably like your world three weeks away from the last little bit remaining of that scab fully healing, and yeah. that thing yeah. just tickled him via Bernie in the most intense way, and and he's 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 basically
1: taken the bait, right? Yeah. So he's filing a suit to try to get the results of that Grand Prix nullified, which would then, the crown, the title, would revert to Mm -hmm. Felipe Massa. So Lewis Hamilton would go from having seven world championships to having six. However, if this goes through... Let's do it. Let's go. Immediately. Yeah, it immediately opens up like the worst... Like it's so bad. This is so bad on so many levels, and Bernie knew it. Bernie Maybe knows drive what he To did. survive, he knew exactly what like he a, was doing. A
0: law and order crossover, and it, it just turns into yeah. yep. a a court drama, and no, and it's no longer it's... like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's some races, but the really exciting stuff happens in the courtroom. You really got to tune mm-hmm. in to see they went. He went, uh... he went purple on the stand uh today it was amazing
1: yeah <laughs> it's absolutely incredible yeah yeah oh god yeah the uh the the, the glung glung is replaced by the uh high yep. impact guns there <laughs> um oh god it's maybe making it, it's maybe they should have like a courtroom
0: like next to the podium and the drivers can even either, either drive straight into the one, two, three place cards, or they can drive over one of them and drive it straight into the courtroom. There's a guy in a powdered wig, <laughs> and like you know, uh, somebody with the people's court yep. microphone runs right over to the driver and like you know, plaintiff, what's uh. your what's your issue? And it's you know, Carlos signs yep. sobbing, you know, uh, uh, it's, oh, it's Gunther Steiner, yeah, yeah. you know throwing a a plate of pasta at the wall getting removed by the bailiff it's (laughs) it's, yeah
1: oh god what someone has to someone has to run out and be like stop the champagne (laughs) yeah immediately corking trying to cork cork uh, bottles as they're trying to sell it. magnum of champagne god this is clown town this This is is uh, actual clown town uh this is i mean yeah full-on clown town Un- yeah, I don't think we even. I think we even said it out loud. I
0: mean, but the obvious, the obvious assumption is like, okay, sure, if Masa has a case and he gets Lewis Hamilton's, you know, trophy stripped yeah. away from him, then Lewis and Toto are going to immediately go after the Red Bulls in court, and you know, and
1: and. I mean, based on the FIA's own documentation, it says that the race results of that Grand Prix. Were yeah. due to human yeah. error. I mean, it's literally like a, It's not even. It's not even an open and shut case. It's like a. a you shouldn't bring this to court because it's like you wrote your own evidence against yourself. Like you, you just you confess. I mean, hey, I'm like, all for. You confessed on I'm, the nine one one call. I'm all for call. some yeah.
0: form of validation yeah. for Abu Dhabi, but uh, uh yeah, not, not like, like not this. like this. I and, don't and not you know this. Yeah, we're we're already there it, it, it all it always feels gross when there's action yeah. that is decided off the track and uh yeah this has to this has to be swept like away it, it and i'm sorry felipe it feels gross when there are you know. like penalties
1: yeah yeah exactly like i have so much respect for felipe he also He's had like, also two like...
0: separate tear filled
1: retirements from the sport and you know He did, you know, let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah. And he's, uh, there's something very, there's like a whole bunch of funny stuff. Uh, Pretty much any rumors that you've heard about, ooh, I think we should pivot right into the trash corner out of this one. Any rumors that you've ever heard about like a pre-Madonna within the F1 paddock? Every single rumor you've ever heard about someone needing a certain thing to make themselves look better? No one will say it out loud, but it's all about Felipe Massa. Like, it's all wow. about him. Like, the idea of, like, people needing, like, hair products in, like, uh, like just all this, like, wild vanity-based stuff. And, like, I can't you, – if you look at Felipe Massa and you look at all these rumors about, like, ah oh, someone, you know <laughs> – someone was concerned about like their height all the time right, So we're right, like right. all this stuff is like oh yeah it's 100 percent felipe it's not fernando it's not lewis it's not sebastian I, it's not max i mean i always understood people. that felipe it's, was a
0: very beloved figure in the in the pits but for uh, sure but yeah i mean that also for sure and also but also at the same time proud proud brazilian boy um yeah uh, also, I mean, exactly, and also, I mean, like, exactly. You know, I don't think he, uh, he had his fair share of really tough breaks in F one. I mean, obviously that yes, the two thousand eight narrowly missing or winning the championship for about eleven seconds, that was a pretty tough break. Probably yeah. the toughest break was having Ruben Barrichello's uh, spring hit him in the face at speed, knocking him like yeah. straight up unconscious on track. With him then coming back to consciousness, like you know, uh, fifty feet away from hitting a wall at full speed and and whatnot. So, uh, poor yep. poor Felipe, poor Felipe. But yeah, it's, and it's I, couple, I mean, just like tough, Bernie, yeah. Cop- cut it out. Just cut it out, Bernie. Felipe doesn't deserve. Yeah, this. Bernie, let Felipe go- live his. No, this live his life.
1: Yeah. Know? alone leave him alone <sighs> he's he's happy he's happy he's great he also doesn't need to stir this stir up all this nastiness within like the brazilian yeah, f1 yeah. culture that like yep. adores lewis and like very willingly took yeah. lewis in as like a hey we we'll, we're literally going to yeah. adopt you as a citizen you're an honorary citizen mm-hmm. of brazil <laughs> like uh, just let it leave yep. this alone Bernie, what did you do? Uh, all right. Well, let's let's pivot out of that bit of uh, trash into the last little bit of trash here, all Johnny. Right. The Mercedes trash corner. This is Johnny's and Corey's Mercedes trash corner. So in- tinfoil in- hats are being <laughs> <laughs> lowered onto us like uh, Darth I, Vader's helmet. I literally, <laughs> I
0: literally in- have a a can of of silver uh, Mercedes paint that I've been huffing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The the Silver Arrows paint, it's the best when it just goes straight up your nostrils and just Uh confuses your brain to the point where I'm thinking, I'm watching Mercedes last weekend, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you know what? This reminds me a lot of almost a full decade's worth of preseason testing where mm-hmm. the Mercedes would come out and they would basically sandbag it and they would all go in front of the cameras and whenever anyone's asking them, oof, it's looking like we're on our back foot this season. It's going to be really tough for us to keep up with the competition and then, you know, fast forward 20 races mm-hmm. and it's like... Uh, nobody has won a championship by this Gulf of points before. <laughs> this is astounding. Yeah, uh, Mercedes blew the doors off of everything.
1: Breaking point spread. Yeah, and like wow.
0: literally the very next year back at at testing and the same exact thing. Ooh, I don't know. It, it, it just feels car is car isn't quite there yet. We're really uh, we're, yeah. we're trying to put this together.
1: These are, and- like, not regulation change, like, differences. These are, like, when the car is the same, they would come yeah. out and say this every year. And it was just the, like, guys, nothing has changed. Your car can't be, unless, even if you, like, didn't turn anything on, even if you just left this thing sitting idle for the past Man, three this- months, you could probably knock the dust off and blow everyone's uh, everyone out of the water. So, like, Stop. Mercedes was very, very deliberate and insistent on having just a car that was not a race-winning car. So has this season's, especially how
0: verbal they've been, and even doing Mm -hmm. this completely asinine letter to the fans, apologizing for their performance and whatnot, like, are they Kaiser So saying everybody? Is this, uh, are they, is Have they got something up their sleeve and they know as their development evolution unfolds over the course of the season that they're going to be in a significantly better place than anyone expects them to see? And that even just, uh, you know, Melbourne, seeing them in Australia Mm -hmm. was just, just the tip of the iceberg of what we've got coming from the silver. I think so. I mean, I, it, it feels great in my nostrils to
1: to yeah. to say that to be huffing to, all the pain to this think paint, that yeah. to be yeah. Uh, I think I, the I I want to put my rational brain into uh into into effect here, but I'm not going to. So I'm not I'm not going to go down the rational. I'm going to dump more. Uh, like I I'm I'm sliding open the like the tray. Uh, that you have in your cell and I'm like instead of giving you food I'm giving you more paint to huff here Johnny I'm, I'm giving you more paint still <laughs> so, um, I like but, that like... also you've
0: <laughs> turned my trash corner into a, into a a a place where you've got me locked up like you're trying to yeah, keep yeah, me from yeah, even escaping yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: from the trash corner it's yeah. good I like it I like it um, so I think that uh I think that they are sandbagging I think that they're playing some, like, 4D chess in a way of going, oh, how many Grand Prix did we have a few years ago? How many Grand Prix do we have this year? We don't really have testing anymore. Maybe we use the first few Grand prix as, like, some testing to figure out what works. Also, maybe as a way to show up, much like they showed up with that, like, traditional-looking car at the beginning of last year's regulation change. And then razzle dazzled us with the zero pod right that could be what they are doing right now with like yeah we've like figured out how to make our zero pod concept work meanwhile it has changed significantly since last year like you can look at it side by side pretty big difference there's been those big haunches on the side this whole time Remember when I went when I was like, I don't know what those things are like, what is that? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, they're just like these like, I don't know. It's just to collect the stalled air behind the halo and off of the driver and like that and off that the T the wing like it's it's just or the T camera rather like it's just to collect the stalled air. But that doesn't really make much sense. You don't add an extra part of the car with no bodywork. Or with bodywork that covers nothing, like there's no reason for those haunches to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, they've been planning something this whole time. They've been planning on changing up what those side pods look like. We're probably going to get some sort of weird Frankenstein version of like the Ferrari side pod and the Redpo- uh, Red Bull uh, side pod. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to get some weird steep angled with like bathtubs that feed these weird channels, and then. Also, remember when Toto was like, I don't mind if we have to make the car look exactly like the Red Bull and we'll, st- we'll put a little bull sticker on it and, and call it okay. a day. And it was like, well, maybe the fact that he said that, what, like two weeks ago, the amount of time it takes to create new components, to assemble new parts at the factory, that's like weeks that's months at times. So if Toto was saying that two weeks ago and they're already bringing these upgrades within the next couple of Grand prix, that was bullshit. He was lo- he was saying like, well, I don't mind if we make it a Red Bull. And it's like, this: d- the car is going to look, he already knows what this car is going to look like. Yep. So yep. he was being like all cutesy about it and saying like, I'll have no shame if that's the path that we have to go to inevitably win a Grand Prix or two later in the season. And it's like, no, no. This dude was headed down this development path since probably the break. They probably like slapped a couple of pieces on the the W14 and were like, eh, we'll make them think that we stuck with the zero pod and that like we're just floundering. Yep. We're just we got no we're going to totally rehaul. We're going to blow through the cost cap. Like that's not what's happening. I think this development path was shut off maybe before even the Australian Grand Prix. And I think they've been going down with like the underfloor stuff, maybe some stuff towards the rear of the car with that beam wing. Mm-hmm. They've probably been working on that stuff for a month now and acting like, Oh, I don't know. I think we could, we could wring a little more performance out of this, but I don't know if we're going to win a grand prix this season. Liars, liars, Mercedes, you're a bunch of liars and I love you for it. I love you so much. Uh, yeah. So that's what I, that's what I think is happening, Johnny. That's what I, I, firmly believe is we've been gobbling up their lies.
0: I love it. I love it. I mean yeah. my vision's starting to get a little blurry right now, but I love it. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this for at least the next oh. two or three races and just yeah. try and say like yeah
1: they're 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 flipping the script on all of us. Yeah. And I think I mean Aston Martin's already shown that with a different suspension setup they can be competitive with the red bulls mm-hmm. they've already shown that and like i think that's maybe why there haven't been as many public not, not firings but public um uh calling to accounts that yep. you may have seen at mercedes if if they were floundering like they've been saying that they're floundering they would have been getting rid of people like there would have been yep. a lot more it wouldn't have been a, like oh a couple of people got the scale slightly wrong in the wind t-. like what the hell was that by the way that yeah. sounds <laughs> bananas <laughs> that like someone accidentally like it was supposed to be to one six scale but we did it to 1.7 oh what's wrong with me i don't know it's like that's not that didn't happen
0: yeah, yeah that's no. i mean the the all the stuff around the wind tunnel, like that's one of the biggest, most expensive expenditures that the team has. Like there's no chance that somebody's, that they,
1: yeah. that they got this wrong size of the, yeah. po- the scaling of the thing wrong. Like that's not, yeah, that it's just not possible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that, that was nonsense. So I think that they've been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> and I'm so happy that they've been lying to us. I wish that they had been lying to us last year, um, but yeah. uh, they weren't. <laughs> but I can hold out hope that they are lying this year, because uh, I think that they are. And I'm certain of it. I think it's it's
0: it's a hundred percent guaranteed factual. This is yeah. there are no
1: holes in this theory whatsoever. No, 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 no. Never. There there can't be. There can't yeah. be. His
0: paint is extremely metallic.
1: Yes, (laughs) ironclad, as far as I'm concerned. You Uh, realize that
0: there's a a significantly heightened level of toxicity to the metallic sparkle of that silver arrows paint. It's Mm -hmm.
1: it's delicious. Uh, it's also the same paint that we've been painting these tinfoil hats with, even though they're already tinfoil and silver. We've been yep. layering, gla- yeah. so we're like, mm. it's soaking into our scalps, and we're huffing it at the same yes. time. Yes, yeah. So we're yep. getting, you know, we're yep. get, we're we're getting the good stuff. Uh, so again, there's no way that any of this is not correct. All of mm-hmm. this is correct. We know we're basically clairvoyant at this point with uh, with with all this paint. Ah, yeah, that's, um, so that's where I think Mercedes is at. That's what I think is happening. What else do you think is maybe potentially happening at Mercedes, Johnny? Did you, did you want to, do you want to stir up anything else in this trash corner of yours?
0: That's it. I've, I have, uh, I am pretty much fully doused with extremely flammable silver paint at this point. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah, i I've, I've, that's about as much as I can handle. Yeah. Oh God. I am so excited to see what they do uh i think that there's because there's so much time between now and uh and baku we're going to see some more garbage uh floated out there in the media um i do truly hope that this case goes away that like felipe massa just goes you know what it's not it's not worth whatever this is uh and decides to whatever the equivalent of settling out of court is. Uh, oh, God. Um, because if they do take away Lewis's sixth, uh, his seventh title, then they, and he goes down to six, He, they have no choice but to, to sue, to sue the FIA. And that's not what we want, Johnny. Yep. That's not. I mean, it is, it kind of is, because it's like so no, gross and no, so like no, reality no. show-esque, but no, no. It's too
0: it's too much and it'll yeah. just be, it'll,
1: it'll just mean it's just the beginning and it won't ever stop. Yeah. It'll be. So yeah. there were a couple more details about the F1 movie, the, uh, the Brad Pitt um, uh, flick there, uh, the Joe Kaczynski, Brad Pitt, Lewis Hamilton oh, joint.
0: I'm, I missed it. And I've been like feverishly consuming all updates around this. What, uh, what have you heard?
1: Uh, so the storyline is going to center around uh, Brad Pitt uh, coming back as I think I don't I don't know, but it seems like he's probably coming back as kind of like a Fernando Alonso-esque character because he's like coming out of retirement. It's like a former world champion coming out of retirement. And I think that the plan is to have a Lewis Hamilton character. uh uh I, I believe the actor may have been cast already uh but they they basically are setting up a lewis hamilton versus like a returning champion uh as like teammates uh that's what it looks like for for this mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see how they play that out and how they play that up uh, i didn't recognize the guy's name who is who's the actor do you are you are you looking at it right now or are you pulling it yeah up?
0: I'm pulling it up right now it says it's uh the star of the show snowfall uh okay.
1: Idris. that's yes His, yes yep yeah um so I'm not really familiar with him or uh I haven't watched that show but uh I'm interested to see what what this turns into how they how they craft this narrative because it's i don't know i they're not going to make uh brad pitt's character like look bad but if it's like a fernando alonso versus lewis hamilton type situation it's like how do you not make alonso kind of look like a villain i mean he like willingly and happily played a villain during (laughs) during that rivalry so uh, I don't know how. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Uh, also, I hope that Brad Pitt does not spend the whole movie eating. Um, eating an like apple. He, uh, yeah. 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 Just I'm hammering. sure. Uh,
0: it's probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably exactly what you're. That's what like, you're in yeah. for. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I mean, you know, uh, I think if nothing else, it's a mega appropriate follow up to Top Gun from yeah. director Joe Kaczynski, and if they can do what they did in Top Gun in terms of incorporating IMAX cameras you know into real life fighter jet flight and and capturing photography in super astounding mm-hmm. ways for them to do that with
1: formula 1 cars i mean like
0: like i'm there yeah. that's that's it for me
1: that's they all said I need that to they said that they they're like they're they're bringing in a, a team of uh, I can't remember it's an old team that's no longer in F one but like they're going to be utilizing like actual engineering and engineers and like the know how and technical know how of a former uh, a, a former F one team so like they're not mm. just going to have like Lewis like technically advising on it apparently they have right. like actual teams that know what it's like to compete in Grand Prix. So it's going to be a, going to be a fun little thing to, to keep pace with. And uh, certainly that little bit's got to drive the stock up. Right. I mean, Oh, I'll get for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially an announcement of like the lead from snowfall. Like that's yep. certainly going to get people's attention. Um, and like the little details that they're, they're sprinkling out there along the way. Still haven't said, the whole they're not giving like a full synopsis of it but we'll take we'll take anything we can get with this stuff uh but yeah i think that's that's why i think the stock went up this week johnny that and whether we like it or not the massa thing i mean that's going to get people's attention it's going to get attention yeah yeah both both good and bad we got a new movie coming out we got a a star attached uh and uh a lawsuit that might come in and muddy up everything. So, yeah. Good good press and bad press, but is it's good is all press is good press, right? Or is it publicity? Whatever. Uh, what do you think, Johnny? Do you think do you think, do you think the stock has gone up? Yes, for for
0: sure. Stock is stock is up and continues yeah. to be up for the foreseeable future.
1: Even even in our weeks without races that we've got ahead of us, yeah. Um, oh, they're talking about reshuffling the count the the calendar next year too. They're oh actually yes, active I need-
0: heard I heard some updates about that. Maybe we can touch back into that next week because there's uh, yeah discussion about maybe some uh, unanticipated changes happening as well.
1: Yeah, and some that are somewhat predictable, but. We'll get into that next week. Uh, Well, where can the folks find you out there in the world or online? Hey, you can hit me up anytime via my personal
0: website, johnnymotion.com. Corey, where can the folks find you?
1: You can track me down as Burn Corey Burn. I'm out there online by that moniker. And then we are also the F1 Files on Twitter, and the F1 Files on TikTok, and the F1 Files pod on Instagram, which again, I'll start posting on. I fell off on Instagram, but I've been posting a lot of TikToks. I've been TikToking a lot. And <laughs> those are just cut down to these episodes. So you can see Johnny and E. Uh, Johnny and e. <laughs> Uh, You can see Johnny and I. uh, You can see my face (laughs) splattered with silver paint. Yeah, Yeah. If uh, if you subscribe to that follow and all that stuff. All right. Well, we are going to catch up with them the next time, and they will all catch up with us the next time on the F1 Files.